1: Wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Oh, and I forgot to tell you this while we were
2: just chatting for a half an hour, but did you see the uh, post... That this Instagram page called Featuring Feminism, I think it's called. Uh-uh. Yeah, Featuring Feminism did a great um, post about our podcast. Wow, how cool, isn't it? So it's like you guys should look check out their page because they they suggest a lot of great like books and movies and stuff that are very feminist. So it's like your angry neighborhood feminist hosted by Keegan Winfield and Madigan, and then it's like. Episodes released weekly, the premise, and like different things we talk about, and then like what feminist elements does it have? And it's really, that's really cool. Isn't that really sweet? We were tagged in it, and I was like, oh, I wonder like what this notification is. And I looked at it, and it made me so happy to read that. I was like, that's so sweet. That's wonderful. And they live in like the Czech Republic. That's awesome. Well, shout out to you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, no, Glasgow, United Kingdom was that one. That's so cool. So thank you. I found that. Super awesome that this random Instagram found us. That's
1: wonderful. We'll definitely give you a shout out on our page as well. Fuck yeah. For sure. For
2: sure.
0: All right, well... So, sorry, I had to to interject one more
1: thing. I thought it was really cool. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you did because I didn't notice that, so that's wonderful. Well, we are back with a What's in the News episode. And boy, did news happen (sighs) this week. I have to tell you, like... Me and Anthony were sitting and watching the news, which I tend to not do. Uh, Usually, I get my news through very specific sources because Mm -hmm. sources that I know aren't going to cause me, like, too much anxiety. Well, and also seeing it and hearing it spoken aloud for me is something that's very different than reading it. Right, and if I'm going to see it, I I usually go to sources I trust on a timeline that, like, I feel comfortable with, but Anthony came home and he was like, I really want to watch the news. I feel like I need to watch the news and just, like, catch up on things. Yeah. And so, for an hour, we just sat and watched ABC News. Oh, my God. And I was just... Were you drained afterwards? It made me very sad, is what it did. Because it's just, like, we... There's always this feeling at the new year that you have this kind of, like, rebirth, this new beginning. New
2: expectations. Right. And, yeah.
1: And it immediately went to shit. It just, like, went to shit oh, right away. Oh, literally,
2: like, the day—so we recorded last week on Thursday. We released our episode on Friday, and I think Friday was the day that the attacks in Iran—
1: happened. Right. Okay. So I was like we
2: literally just missed it. We did. We did.
1: We just missed it. So if anybody listened to our episode last week and wondered why we didn't talk about potential World War 3, uh <laughs> it was because when we recorded, it hadn't fully happened yet. Yeah. So what we are talking about is on Friday last week. Yeah. Donald Trump authorized an overnight strike in Baghdad, in Iraq, that killed Iran's top general, Qasem yeah. Soleimani, on um, Friday. So Soleimani was the second most powerful person in Iran uh, following the supreme leader, the Ayatollah. So yeah. this was a massive deal. And it's not fully surprising. Like, I spent earlier today reading a timeline of our conflicts with Iran. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's it, it's... Uh, apparently they were plotting... The the Iranians were plotting to target American diplomats and service members. Well, that's what they say. That's what they're saying. Which and I then, don't know
1: if I believe
2: them. It seems very, like, allegedly they were planning this, that, and the other thing. Well, I don't know. Well, and he really only came know. out with
1: saying that, like, it, the way... Maybe it's just the way Trump talks, but it felt very much defensive. Yes. Like a thing that was just like, yeah, I, like I, I just just saved you fact. guys, and yeah. you should be me, thanking me for this. And to me, it doesn't quite make sense, because... What he, they say that they did it to prevent a conflict, but what's happened has is created a conflict, sunk us into potential war. Yeah, like we are going to go to war with yeah. Iran, which Iran is a massive military power in yeah. the Middle East. It will not be good for us if we go to war. Well, with Iran. It,
2: it seemed, and not to like you know, spoiler because this is kind of something I read later on, like yesterday, but apparently, um. The Here we go. It says, Iranian Foreign Minister Haved Zarif tweeted, Iran took and concluded proportionate measures in self-defense under Article 51 of the UN Charter targeting base from which cowardly armed attack against our citizens and senior officials were launched. We do not seek escalation or war, but will defend ourselves against any aggression. So it sounds like this foreign minister is like... We will protect ourselves. Like, they did do some sort of counter right? They, they did. Yeah, so, so I think that he's saying, like, this is all we're going to do. And then Trump tweets, all as well.
1: So, I watched the foreign minister um, talk to a correspondent with ABC. Okay. They, they interviewed him. He's fucking pissed. Oh, I bet. Uh, I'd be pissed, too. I mean, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, we we came in... It's an act of war, right? Yeah. It's an act of war. This to is a come powerful in. military general. Yeah, and since then they've come out and they've said, "Well, Soleimani was a terrorist, and he was all these other things," yeah. which isn't true, really. Well,
2: what's the? It's I, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but it's like the Quds Force. It's Q U D S. It's Quds, I think Quds. Okay, yeah. it's a branch of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. But that doesn't sound like
1: right a terrorist. So, I would suggest um, going and listening to Behind the Bastards just put out an episode on Soleimani, uh, and he did it with Anna Hosnier, who's the host of the Ethnically Ambiguous podcast. She's Iranian, Um, and they had a discussion about this man. Like, look... He's not a nice guy, doesn't seem like a great person, but I don't think he was a terrorist, and in fact, I think a lot of the things that they put in place actually helped to fight ISIS in the region and things like that. So let's kind of, like, go briefly through some of the conflicts that have happened between the United States and Iran to get us to this point, and then, like, what's going to happen now. Yeah. So tensions have been building for some time Trump was on the campaign trail, actually, in 2016, when he was threatening to pull us out of the Iran nuclear deal, which was one of President Obama's key foreign policy yeah. achievements. So, Oh, that was the other thing, is that he,
2: apparently Trump, years ago, like in 2013, was talking about how Obama was going to make an attack on Iran just to prove that he was, like, a tough guy or whatever.
1: Right, because, yes, Trump... Tweeted that because Obama's approval ratings were falling, oh. he would initiate a war with Iran to, to get his
2: appro- approval, approval ratings up. back up.
1: Right? Which is that what he's doing now? Immediately uh-huh. after you got impeached, less than a month after you got impeached, actually almost to the day. Yeah. Um, you did a, a, an act of war against you did. Iran. Yeah. So uh, Sorry, what does I didn't that mean? mean. To interrupt no, him. no, no. It's a good thing to point out that I. I believe he can say all he wants that they were conspiring to do something nefarious, but one, how do you prove that to the American people if you can't reveal what it was? Yeah, and two, this all feels very like sloppily thrown together, and three, it didn't prevent anything. We we have more troops going into Iran. Uh, Tensions are fucking high, yeah. and they are trying to, spoiler, again, moving forward, they're trying to pull out of the nuclear deal right now, yeah. which means that they can make nuclear weapons, uh, which is incredibly dangerous, not only for us, but for... For everybody. Everyone. And the fucking planet. And Iraq. Yeah. Like, we did this thing on Iraq's soil in Baghdad... With no regard for what it would mean for the people in that region. We're destabilizing yeah. um, relations. When allegedly the war, you know, years
2: ago was to stabilize. Right. And, and create a democracy or whatever, which was such bullshit. Right. But. I mean,
1: and people are very concerned, as they should be about... Americans are very concerned about getting into a conflict or a war with yeah. Iran. However, I don't think they are going to attack us no. on the mainland of U.S. soil, so I don't think that that's something that we need to worry about. Yeah, and I have a hard time believing that they're going to reinstate the draft. A lot of people are speculating that that's possible, and it could be because I don't. This will not be a popular war, and so no. people will not want to. In that's kind own. of what I
2: was thinking, and I was doing a lot of reading about, um, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's basically like, I didn't know this, but every man in the U.S. when they turn 18 has
1: to sign up basically for the draft, but it's called something else, and I can't remember what it's I, called. I right heard now. a thing that said anyone who signed up for FAFSA, which I did, which was a financial aid um, mm, No, thing. there's, I mean, that might be true, but there's also, I'm going to look it up
2: because there's something specific It's called the Selective Service System, and it is kind of the draft, but it's not... So when you turn 18, I texted Max when I read about this, and I was like, when you were 18, did you sign up for this, like, Selective Service System or whatever? And he was like, yes, you have to. So it's this, like... Hmm. Yeah, I don't really know what... Yeah, I'd be interested to see what it is. Now I I did some... Reading on it, and I left those notes at home. Um But yeah, basically, it's like similar to the draft, but it's not, the draft isn't in play right now. Like, there is no draft. Right. So it's basically just kind of like a list of information of like men. And then there was a whole thing back in 2016, I think, where
1: they were talking about instating women into that too. I mean, I imagine if they reinstate the draft, which I'm not sure they will do, but I have a feeling that if they reinstate the draft, women will also be eligible for the draft. Uh, Luckily, because you and I are in our late 20s, uh, we won't be in the first round of draft picks. The first round... (laughs) that
2: sucks for, like, 18, 19, 20-year-old
1: girls. 18 to 25 would be... Uh, has been in the past, the first round. I think it goes up to 35, but that's kind of like a secondary measure. So you're on the hot seat if it's 18 to 25. But I I don't think that they are going to get to that point. And I feel like... I understand that Americans are having a hard time kind of figuring out how to process this news, and it's difficult not to process it in a way that feels self-centered. But I don't think that there's going to be any nuclear attacks on the mainland soil. Could be possibly... I'm not sure they're going to reinstate the draft. I think that it would be incredibly unpopular if they did. But I'm, what if
2: they? But what if they go to war and they have to instate the draft because not enough people are signing up for the military? It's possible.
1: Like, I mean, that's the it, reason it is that possible, I would think it would happen. But our right, first of all, there's always going to be people who are willing to sign up. Like coming yeah. from coming from a Midwest military background,
2: especially like Trump supporters yes. right now are probably like,
1: "Yeah, I'm doing there it." There are Americans who are weirdly itching to go to war. So there's always <laughs> going to be people who are willing to sign up. Right. Um, I think it would be so unpopular. I think it could have very disastrous consequences if they try and force people to go. To oh yeah. War. I think
2: that would hurt Trump even more. Right.
1: And so yeah. I feel like what we need to be focusing on too, I understand like it's of course in the back of our minds, we're going to be thinking about how this affects us personally, but it, more than that, it's going to destabilize this region further. Yeah. So think about the people of Iraq. Think about the people of Iran. And then think about what it's going to do to Islamophobia, zima, xenophobia, and the things that are going to happen in, in the our US, country. Yeah, yeah, which we're already seeing. Yeah. You know, it's becoming more difficult. Well, for yeah, people. and it's
2: never it's never stopped. You know what No, I mean? like, it's never
1: stopped. Our this history ramp
2: of Islamophobia in right. this country is absolutely disgusting, and this is just another reason for people to.
1: Um, point to that as being something dangerous. Right, it's really, really upsetting. This will ramp it up for sure. Yeah. So um, after that, on the campaign trail in 2016, mm-hmm. in May of 2018, um, as president, he announced that we would be formally pulling out of the U.S. Uh, nuclear deal, which you and I discussed on this podcast, mm-hmm. I believe, which granted Iran sanctions relief and returning frozen access access to Iran in exchange for restrictions on its nuclear programs and international inspections. In April of 2019, the Trump administration designates Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps as a foreign terrorist organization, which is what you were talking about, and which is what Soleimani was kind of heading Yeah, at. I think um, I,
2: I remember Max saying something that he read that now the US is seen as like a terrorist organization. Like the US military is seen as a US. It should
1: I mean it should in, be in one of
2: those countries. I remember him saying something about that.
1: The things that we have done, again like listen to the Behind the Bastards episode and also I would suggest going and watching that interview with the foreign minister because yeah. that is very much we're seen as bullies. We're yes. seen as very arrogant bullies, which a lot of the shit that we have done in those regions, we can't act like we're the good guys in this situation. Nope. Like, we're not really... And they have a right to be upset with yeah, us. Yeah, there was a
2: really heartbreaking video that... Sorry, I know we were trying to get through, like, your list here. It's but okay. there was a really heartbreaking video that I watched yesterday of a man who was saying, like, just completely heartbroken. He's like, is this not a democracy? It's like, we don't hate Americans, but we hate your president. And no, it's just like... No, we
1: fucked with their sovereignty. Yeah. And that isn't okay. It's not okay. Um, It's not okay. And in 2019, in April of 2019, when we declared that Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps was a foreign uh, terrorist organization, it was the first time that the U.S. had officially identified a branch of a foreign state as a terrorist organization. So, I mean, we stepped in and decided that part of their military branch was a terrorist organization. We called them terrorists, Yeah, which is like really fucked up. Well, and on what grounds, too, you know? it I mean, doesn't... there were some things to do with Syria uh, that I'm not educated to speak on, but it, it wasn't anything worse than anything that Americans have done. Yeah. Like, w- the same way that we kind of created ISIS and have also helped to g- get rid of ISIS, they kind of did the same thing. Yeah. They were kind of working both sides. And that's not great. Of course but, not,
2: but uh, it's, but it's it's almost sounding very hypocritical. You it's know? incredibly
1: hypocritical, yeah, and it's I racist, mean, to be honest. Like that's what it is. It's
2: Racist as fuck. Right.
1: It's because welcome it's,
2: to America. It's because Islamic is <laughs> yeah. in the title there. Yeah.
1: So, last summer, we discussed this, Iran shot down a drone that they said was violating their airspace. Yeah. It was a U.S. drone, and the U.S. retaliated with very harsh sanctions against Iran, and it was at that point that I think Iran started playing with pulling out of the nuclear deal, because they were just like, right. if you're going to retaliate with such harsh, harsh sanctions, then we might then, pull out.
2: Well, yeah, like it. that's just also playing the game fairly.
1: Right. And so then, uh, most recently, was the execution, basically, the assassination yeah. of uh, Soleimani on Friday. And the White House said that the attack was done at the direction of the president. Mm-hmm. Trump, Who was uh,
2: playing golf at the time, of uh, course.
1: Of course. Yeah, he's never going to actually be in the situation room to make no. these decisions. Trump, about 24 hours after the strike, defended his order and said Soleimani was, quote, plotting intimate and sinister attacks on American diplomats and military personnel. Uh, Trump also said in a series of tweets that if Iran responded to the attack on the death of their military leader, yeah. the U.S. would have a disproportionate response, yep. which is the dumbest way you could have fucking worded that, yeah. a disproportionate response. Yeah, what does it even mean? Um, And it was interesting watching the, the interview with the foreign minister because he was just like, we won't give you a disproportionate response but we will, we will give, give you give an you appropriate a, response we will give you a proportionate response to what yes, you've done to us essentially
2: exactly exactly
1: yeah um and he even went as far as to say that the US would attack 50 simad cultural sites in Iran so we'll destroy your culture which is a war crime yes so he had to walk that statement back and i watched him <gasps> walk it back where he was basically like I guess it's a war crime, so I won't do it. But I don't understand, like, if they're if they're able to fuck with us so much, like, why can't we fuck Trump up their Trump is, culture? like,
2: such a teenage girl on yeah. a uh, Twitter rant. Like, he's yeah. like, I'm going to do this, this, and that. But, I mean, I won't actually do it, because, like, that'd be super bad. Like, well, I mean, I think, he, such a teenage I think girl. he
1: would actually do it. He
2: would, but he has to walk
1: it back and be like, just kidding, just right, kidding, LOL. all of the, like, officials were like, hey, you can't say that. Yeah. That's a war crime yeah. against the Iranian people. Uh, so, Iran's Ayatollah vowed vigorous vengeance against U.S. U.S. citizens are being urged to leave the country, and we're already seeing a crackdown on Iranian Americans entering back into the United States. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of Iranians gathered for Soleimani's funeral procession. So, they're also trying to tell us that the Iranian people hated Soleimani, like he was a really bad guy. Yeah. He was not a good guy, but they did not hate him. They showed up in hundreds of thousands to mourn him, uh, and they were burning U.S. flags. They were... Don't blame them. ...fucking furious. So, um... I mean, would we not be doing the same thing in their shoes? Even if it was someone I didn't like, it's the... The point is, another country... Yeah. ...had the fucking gall to come in here and fuck with your top officials. Like, it's... It's beyond. Yeah. yeah. Uh, So, on January 7th, uh, missiles from Iran target U.S. military facilities in Iraq. So, Iran launched multiple missiles that targeted American military facilities, and they hit on Wednesday morning in northern Iraq and also at the al-Assad air base in western Iraq. Mm-hmm. There were no U.S. or Iraqi casualties, and the damage was minimal. So yesterday, on Wednesday, Trump respond to the, responded to the missile attacks and said that Iran appears to be standing down, which yep. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And basically that he was going to try and de-escalate the tensions. But you're also getting a lot of He's saying that we're going to de-escalate, but then he'll turn around and say something that is kind of uh, going in the other direction of yeah. that. So it's really, really hard to tell where we actually stand on any of this. Yeah, Exactly. Ugh. So, so yeah. I mean, we may be going into World War III. It made me very nervous. My cousin was just deployed last month uh, to Afghanistan, but I wasn't sure where she was, so I had to like message my family it and make sure everyone was okay. Right. I mean, and I know that there were no casualties, but still, it's a very scary thing when you have family that's in the military in yeah. that region um, who could possibly be affected.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, let's talk about something else that's awful, shall we? And Great. that is these fires in Australia. So, these fires have been burning for months and months and months, and they have burned over 12 million acres in Australia, and every state in Australia is being affected. I saw a lot of different numbers when it came to how many animals have been affected. It's I've about seen half a billion. I've at this seen point. half a billion, but there's a scientist who is saying in Australia that it is probably closer to a billion at this point. Um, thousands of people have been evacuated, and at least 24 have died. So many believe the fires are caused by excess plant growth and mismanagement management of public land. So they do kind of um, partake in this hazard reduction burning that they did for mm-hmm. the Amazon fires as well, where it's like when the weather is cooler, you deliberately l- like light a fire to burn vegetation and then the next year you can grow it You just kind of keep doing that over and over again. But now 24 people have been arrested for intentionally starting
1: the fires. Um, what pieces of shit. That happens yeah. every time when we have wildfires here in, in California, too. There's always some fucking asshole who is just like, it's I'm like, gonna burn, a, I'm gonna start a fire. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what um, the intentions were with
2: the fires because this is this is the information that I got. So it says, The New South Wales police have taken legal action against 183 people, 40 of which were juveniles for fire-related offenses. 53 of those have received cautions or criminal charges for failing to comply with the total fire ban, and 47 are accused of discarding lit cigarettes or matches. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know if If all of it is necessarily arson or the complete no-fire ban has just been um, forgotten. I mean, like, you know, they're following it and they're
1: throwing cigarette butts and matches and things like that. That's what I would assume as far as that is concerned. When I was watching the news, they said that there were several cases of straight out
2: arson Arson. yeah i wasn't you know that's what i'm saying is there's so many i mean there's been legal action against 183 people Mm -hmm. so i'm sure it's a variety of offenses and things like that but they're saying that you know they're kind of breaking down the numbers of like the different severity of like the fires they have caused and things like that so i want to talk about kaylin ward from california who calls herself the naked philanthropist we love her Apparently, at least I do. I don't know if you do. <laughs> apparently, there's something called charity porn, and it's like a thing. Like apparently on Pornhub, there's a thing that says this is the blonde woman cares. Right? Yes. Okay. Uh, there's like a part of Pornhub that says Pornhub cares where it lists all the different charities that it, like, donates to. Which is great. Which I think is super cool. So, within hours of Ward posting about sending nudes to those who donate to Australian Red Cross and World Wildlife Fund, she received $5,000 in donations. By January 6th, the amount surpassed a million dollars. And she is now working to inspire other sex workers to exchange nudes for genuine donations. And she is going through them and making sure that the donations are, like, genuine and legit. And um, she tweeted, I've decided to start my own organization whose proceeds go to charities. If you're a girl and want to be a, quote, naked philanthropist and sell your news for a good cause, email me and include your name, Twitter, and Instagram handle.
1: Um, I I think it's great. Yeah. I posted about this in our My Worst Date uh, Facebook group. And I had someone comment and said that she is problematic. So I need to take a closer look. If she is actually donating her proceeds to the Australian Fires, I think that that's great. I don't think that we can discount um, any good good. that that someone is trying to do. Um, There have been claims of racism, so I need to go and check that out. But I overall think that the sentiment of, because she was doing it on Instagram at first. Yeah. uh, It was like a direct message thing. And then Instagram shut her down. Yeah. But she, I think that Look, use your powers for good, Yeah, And it's just a body. Like, it's just your body. So if you're comfortable with it, I'm like, fine. Like, if you can raise money doing something as simple as taking off your clothes, then go for it. And that's what you want to
2: do. Go for it, you
1: know? Absolutely. Like, you know, I wish there was more that I could do for this situation. I'm not
2: sending my vagina out to anybody for money, though.
1: No, it's not my thing. (laughs) It's not my thing. Yeah. Uh, But... These fires are so devastating that, yeah. you know, I'm um, go for it.
2: Yeah, I love users on Twitter have pointed out not all heroes wear capes. Some don't even wear clothes at all, which yeah. I love. Lovely, I lovely.
1: Cute. So, yeah, I mean, not that I want to put anybody in the position where they have to watch the news the way that I did, <laughs> but I would suggest spending a little bit of time watching a little bit of the coverage from Australia. Yeah. Just so that you can understand the severity of the issue. Yeah. And yes, we've pointed out. Arson um as a reason for this, but also if you spend any time watching the news coverage, they actually do point to it was kind of the perfect storm of situations that caused these fires. Yeah. Including that there's really weird environmental stuff going on well, yeah. that is a byproduct of climate change.
2: Yeah, it is it's well they were saying that the fires were probably caused from excess plant growth and mismanagement of public land. Like there's a lot well, and there's also going a weird, into
1: it. There was a weird wind pattern. I I'm not a meteorologist. Just so I can't yeah. speak on it, but they were showing um, diagrams of, like, very strange wind patterns that were causing the fires or diverting um, any well, rain. And,
2: and spreading them as right. well. And there
1: was a drought period and stuff like that. So it was, it was a weird combination of environmental factors, but yeah. definitely climate change has a huge hand, a huge role to yes. play in in this situation. So,
2: 100%. Just like with the Amazon fires, you know, it's like the reason that these fires are so huge and unstoppable is because our planet is in the position that it is, you know?
1: Right, yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. And It's it will, making
2: it harder to prevent these fires. It will
1: happen more and more. Yeah. I mean, they were showing a, a diagram which was like, the fires here in California, the wildfires, were insane. Yeah. They were insane. They were huge. And then the fires in the Amazon followed directly after that. And the, the ones f- in Australia are, like, The fires way worse. in Australia are twice as many as both the Amazon and the California wire, wildfires combined, so. That's insane.
2: Yes. So, um, something a little s- less awful. Okay, I have something that's not awful at all. Yeah, so, we you go
1: with a little less. Oh, no, we have the same thing. Oh, yeah, we have the same. Oh, this isn't awful at all, Keegan. This is fantastic. For us, the royal family feels slightly differently. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) We we feel great about it. They're
2: kind of assholes. So, what are you going to do?
1: So, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, uh, the Duchess of Sussex, have decided to step back as senior members of the royal family, which I think is so cool. I do too. Uh, They collectively made this decision. It makes me like them so much more. Yeah. It makes me like Prince Harry a lot more. Oh, I've always preferred Prince
2: Harry. I, I love Prince he just Harry. He seems more down-to-earth, you know?
1: He does, but how down-to-earth can you actually be whenever you've for been, sure. been in that kind of, like, environment? Well, I mean, comparatively, he seems more down-to-earth. Yes. You know what and I mean? So this really solidified for me that this is somebody who wants to live a down-to-earth kind of lifestyle. Yeah,
2: and it's interesting to me that their reason for, you know, leaving their senior status is to earn a professional income. Which I would assume that means that they want to work. And, you know, it's interesting because, like, being a senior member of the royal family, you're kind of, like... You get an allowance from the queen. Exactly. You you have your money uh, just kind of given to you. You're taken care of. So the fact that they actually want to
1: have their own autonomy and make their own money and work, I think right. is something that... It makes me, like, Harry a lot more. Yeah. Because I imagine... Not everybody, but somebody who has worked in the past and has always had to kind of, like, earn their keep, it can be difficult to be then put in a position where you are expected to not work.
2: Yeah, and I Um, feel like for Meghan Markle, too, like, she had so many other passions that I feel like this is, like, helping her personal life. And, I mean, she, this poor woman, has been dragged through the mud by mm -hmm. the royal family, by the press... Um, like, they even have, like, lawsuits against, like, the Daily Mail, I think, for posting some, like, really racist things and oh, yeah. stuff like well, that. Daily Mail's trash. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's been, I don't really follow stuff with the royal family. My mom's a huge fan of the crown and, like, listens to all the gossip Cannot that's going into on now. Cannot the crown. I've tried, like, four times. Either. My mom loves it, but the stories she was telling me were fascinating. I like hearing it from her. Um, but basically, you know, like... Kate Middleton, it seems like, isn't really a fan of Meghan Markle. The Queen is not really a fan of Meghan Markle. And Harry even yeah, said, I don't you know, know I saw... Much, how much stock I want to put in those stories necessarily. Exactly. Because they always try
1: and pit women against each other. They do.
2: But it's also, I've heard that, you know, like, Prince Harry said, you know, the, the press did this to my mother. They're not doing this to my wife. And I'm not okay with that, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, the chastising and the ridicule and... Um, you know, I think that Kate Middleton definitely fits the image of being part of the royal family much better than Meghan Markle does. Yes, uh, you know her race, her previous job, her, her nationality. Uh, she's being, American. Yeah, being yeah. American, like you know, it's a very different thing. So I'm, I, I feel like. By the couple making this decision together for themselves, for their son, Um, I think it's just like a really admirable decision that they're making. And because they even say on the SussexRoyal.com website, the two currently have no income of any form. And I was like, yikes.
1: Right. Well, they don't because the government supports the royal family to the tune of 67 million pounds a year or about... $87.7 $87.7 million U.S. dollars, wow. according to recent figures. So, I mean, that's the entire royal family, so they'd have to split that up, but there's no reason for them to work, and yeah. there's no reason for Harry to ever have worked, yeah. uh, which is what makes me like him the most, because I'm just like, you are making a decision to do something that you have never done. Yeah, and you're I stepping imagine into
2: uncharted territory. That must
1: be weird and scary and uncomfortable for you. Yeah. But it, it's also really great because they are allowing their child the chance at a normal life and they uh, quote unquote normal and they did say that they want their son to be able to honor his royal heritage and you know enjoy those parts and that's why they're going to be splitting their time between the united kingdom and north america Uh, but they also want him to have some kind of semblance of yeah, and
2: I think that with their standing in line for the throne, that makes the most sense. He's like sixth in line, I think. So it doesn't really I mean, like, yes, there are certain royal duties, and they say that they still will, like, you know, comply with a lot of their royal duties that they have, but they are going to have more freedom, it seems, to be able to do other things Right. Their lives They're as stepping
1: well. down as senior members. Yeah. Uh, and there were reports that came they're not out walking that said, away
2: entirely. You know, right?
1: Uh, there were reports that said that the um, royal family is very hurt by this decision. They're not happy with it, and it's gone even so far as like um, yesterday. Madame Tussauds in London took their wax figures out from the royal like there's a room that has like like the royal um, family. Right. That has the Queen and then her husband, Prince Philip. Is that his name? I think so. And then Will and Kate. And then on the other side Charles.
2: Charles is Charles
1: is her son. Oh you're right. Yeah. Uh and then the the other side, it was Megan and Harry. Harry and they've removed them. They're putting them in a so different. petty. They're putting them in a different part, but I guess because they're not senior members of the royal family anymore, they can't be uh, in that. But they did it like same day. Like the, <laughs> they made their statement. <laughs> they were like, well, yink. That's petty as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's it's interesting, you know, and it. I love it. I kind of love it. It's just like. And their son, little Archie, cute. Did you see the Christmas photo? Where, no, but... Oh, my God. Cute. His little
2: face, like, the camera's, like, on the ground, and Megan and Harry are sitting in the back, and Archie's little face is, like,
1: right in the camera, and Adorable. you're just like... How could he not be? Squeeze it. You had to know he was going to be, like, the, yeah, cutest the cutest thing of
2: all time. thing. So, uh, congratulations to Megan and Harry. Yeah. We are very proud of you. Um, yes.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> this episode is running a little long. I'm just going to say... Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg no longer has cancer. She announced that yesterday. Woo! Fantastic, wonderful. We're so happy for her. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I mean, The Bachelor's back. Uh, <laughs> I'm not watching it. I, You're not watching it. I don't know,
2: girl. I'm. A, you got to watch the first episode because Hannah's back. I mean, I know. It's. I mean, it's not going to go anywhere. Like she was doing Dancing with the Stars, whatever. But. Fucking drama, so good. I'm not getting getting into that, but before the Meghan Markle thing happened, I was like, I'm gonna talk about The Bachelor.
1: I mean, um, fair, fair. But I just Peter kind of annoys me, so I'm like, eh. He's eh. an interesting lead. Like I'm curious to see where it's going to go, so and that's why I'm gonna say. Yeah, But it's just every bachelor is more boring than the next. I'm so tired of it. Like so tired of it. So
2: many uh, pilot puns and windmill puns and sex innuendos. One girl, like, sorry, I know we're running long, but this one girl said this joke where she was like, "There's one thing you really need to know about me. I have a really dry sense of humor." And then she starts, like, laughing at herself, and Peter's kind of like, and this is her intro, like, coming out of limo. Peter's kind of like, what's going on? She's, like, laughing, and then she says something like, but that's the only dry thing about me.
1: Oh, gross. I know! I was like, did you just tell him you're wet all the time? Go away and ho- uncomfortable. Who's yeah. wet all the time? And then And
2: then she tries to, like, apologize for it later, and Peter, like, either legit didn't remember the joke or was, like, pretending he didn't to make her feel better. Did- and then she said the joke again, and then somebody came in and took her away, and she starts crying because she had no time with him. And okay, I was like, bye. <laughs> I, oh my god, I don't have
1: patience. That's uh, um, well, hilarious. If you have anything you would like us to talk about, please reach out. You can email us at um, neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can also get us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. You can find us on Twitter at YAMP Podcast, Y A N F Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a business and a group page. You can leave us a review on our business page mm-hmm. or on Apple Podcasts. We love getting new reviews. We sure do. You can also listen to us on Radio Public if you are so inclined. Yes. It is a free app for you and it helps us just a little bit.
2: Just a smidge. And that's it. Yeah. 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 I think we did it. All right, cool, guys. That's all we have for you today. With all that
0: being said, we encourage you to John. Bye. Hey there. This is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts, with actors like Louis Black.
1: I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby
0: Cannavale. You can eat it.